Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oh, what a night. Watching Tottenham on a Tuesday night. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Oh, What a Night. Uh, You may have noticed that... This isn't Ben Haynes, this is Hunter Godson. Ben is on a shoot for the Europa League and Dan Kilpatrick has said that he's got so much work on that he can't be asked to turn up. So, now you know, it's big game bottlers. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, Sean, you know, do you want to get your own back here? Feels like he sort of opened the door for a little dig from you. I'm a, I'm a bigger man than that. <laughs> we all know Am that's I? not true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a bigger I'll be a bigger man today, but if they go missing again, then they're getting an earful from me. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Jude, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Yeah, strange that they're not here. This is the biggest podcast of, uh, of the season. Yeah, we, exactly. You know, Post Fulham, pre Crystal Palace. So what? <laughs> you, you said think that they could clear their diaries a bit better. Yeah, what the the pre-title charge. That we've just yeah. started to go on. Is that what you're saying? Back to back derbies, and we're back in the tar race, you know, and they're not here for it. What's going on? Yeah, exactly. You know, if they can't be here, can't can't take me at my worst. You don't deserve me at my best. That yeah, sort so of true. yeah, absolutely. So Facebook true. slander. Um, I thought it would be interesting to start today's pod with the news that IFAB have decided to to change the rules from uh, from is it from now from tomorrow? Uh, accidental handball that leads to goals will no longer be an offence, which is which is nice, don't you think? It's, it's nice, nice for it to come a day after one of those goals should have come against us. <laughs> well, it's also one of those things. In the Champions League final, the rule was changed after that, after that, right? And and the dire one earlier this season, they changed that handball rule after that. So it's yeah. nice to have one go in our favour for once, yeah. right? Yeah. It swings and roundabouts in all refereeing decisions, extends right to the very top. <laughs> And it's all complete bullshit. Well, yeah, you, you may have noticed. You know, it's a three-man today. It's uh, it's the fewest we've had in a long time. But we're gonna we're gonna do our best to look at the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful from this Fulham game, and and give you everything you deserve. And so let's start with the good. Um, I think let's start with three clean sheets, guys. Because when was the last time Spurs had three clean sheets, Jude? I don't know. No. Um, oh, wh- <laughs> <laughs> A while ago, mm. um, maybe in that. Little was it this season? Of... Do you actually know? I, no, I'm not. I'm not sure. I have if, no idea. If it had happened, it might have been that run of Burnley, West Brom, or whatever. That nasty one nil mm. run we went on. But it is. It's. It's. It's, it's good stuff. Mm. Um, and I'm not in. You know, maybe against a team other than Fulham, those little periods of sustained pressure might have added up to something a bit more than just that but <laughs> whatever it's, could it's you mean nice that toby <laughs> you know just that tactic we have of, mm. you know, eh, just retreating a little bit <laughs> uh, it's not the nicest one in the world mm. but toby and davinson looked looked pretty sharp again last night yeah. one little moment aside so 
good stuff on the whole, yeah. Sean, were you confident that Spurs were going to see out the game at all? I know our WhatsApp was sort of popping yeah. off with times when we thought that Fulham were going to score the equaliser. Yeah, ab- absolutely <laughs> not. Um, <laughs> it was, it's the same kind of performance that we've seen all season. I think Jack Pickbrook tweeted, like, if, you, if you're if you a fan of the times that Spurs tried to sit against Fulham before or Crystal Palace or mm. Newcastle, then you're a big fan of what's about to come <laughs> now. Because um, we, we've seen it all before. And I think the difference this time was that it got to a point where it was like 45 minutes to 70 minutes we were really bad and we were treated. And then the, the absolutely ludicrous decision to overturn Fulham's completely legitimate goal yeah. was a real kind of sucker punch for them and in fairness like we've had those kind of decisions go against us and it's really knocked the wind out of ourselves before so that comes back to this complete <laughs> idiotic swings and roundabouts thing <laughs> yeah um, but, but after that you know we were better we we didn't just retreat we we looked to push them back and you know I, I come on here a lot and I have a go at Mourinho for the way he sets up the team but in those last 20, it was much better. That I think that was the way that we should be looking to play when we got like those narrow leads in the second half of games. Mm. Do, 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 you, do, do you think he got the substitutes right yesterday? Yeah, I was just about to say, actually. I do mm. think that was a, that was those Sissoko, Mora and Lamella coming on. They were all the right, the right choices because there was obviously a lot of love for Basque or <laughs> Shag or I'm not going to say the other <laughs> The other one. <laughs> Gross. I only t- I only saw the other one on Twitter about an hour ago. I was like, oh, that's a that's a bit punchy. That one. Yeah, people are just throwing it around very easily, which mm. um, I don't know says a lot. Um, but when, yeah, when you've got players like Sissoko and Lucas and Lamella who will come on and give you everything for the last twenty and just rat around and press high, um, then that's a lot better than having like a tiring Bale or Deli Ali who hasn't played many matches. Mm. Um, Son managed to stay out there for the whole game. Poor lad. <laughs> just can't get any sort of break. Please, my he, son. He, he is so tired. <laughs> he goes for one lot of military service. <laughs> goes to military service for a few weeks and he comes back and Mourinho's like, yeah, he can do anything. <laughs> I guess it's worked so far, so... Leave him out there. Let him yeah. burn. Um... <laughs> Right, apologies for the small break in proceedings, but we just wanted to give you a quick message from our new sponsor. That's right, we're a branded podcast now. So Support for a What a Night is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, so come along and join the fun. We have an exclusive offer for listeners of Oh What A Night, 20% off, plus free shipping with the code 90min20. So get involved, get 20% off, and don't use the same trimmer that you use on your face as you use on your crown jewels. So I I think the question that will be on a lot of Spurs fans' minds now are, are Spurs genuine top four contenders again? It's a, I mean, it, although it's only a week, it does feel like a, a slight corner or, or a slight change in tactics has been made um, with the with more confidence and more emphasis put on the attacking side and with Alderweireld coming back in, you know, the defence was sort of holding up the attack yesterday, which is a different way round. So, question I'll put to you two, do you think we're in the, do you think we're in a, uh, a chance for the top four 
No. No. In a word. <laughs> I, I just think I think it's I just think it's so hard because we're still in the Europa League and I think we're probably gonna prioritise that. Yeah. And what would you prioritise? Sorry, just to... I'd, I'd, pro- I'd prioritise the Europa League. Yeah. So. yeah. I just I just don't want to every weekend watch my team be really bad. So I can understand prioritising <laughs> for, for Thursday nights, but I also want to enjoy my Sunday nights as well, you know. So mm. it's about finding that balance. Okay. But I just think that the problem is that there's such a kind of deficit now that the, the amount of teams above us as well. Like, it's only, what, three points now? Mm. We win a game in hand or something. Um, but we got to win that game in hand, obviously. And then there's t- it's just too many teams above us. There's too much else to rely on. Like we could go on a good run, and it still wouldn't be enough. And I just don't think that we're going to go on that kind of run domestically anyway. So yeah, not to put a downer on things. It's nice to be back in the contention for it. It's nice to not be looking over our shoulders into the bottom half. Mm. But you know, I want to see more of it before I kind of believe that we can compete on these two fronts. Judy, you're the same. I think after um, the Arsenal game next week might be a good time to sort of reassess that um, because Palace sort of shithoused a draw against United uh. the other day. I didn't treat myself to watching that one. I don't know about you two. I didn't. Oh, God. Really no, I'm trying to avoid as, as much Tottenham football as I'm <laughs> watching. Really yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, did, I did the old Jude Summerfield go for a run pre slash post Spurs. Yeah. It was very good. It was good, actually. It was very good. I'm going to start doing that. Mm. Quite nice, yeah. quite a nice idea. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I. Down seven sisters. I think I might end up doing a bit of like a um, super hands if I do it post Spurs loss <laughs> and run for like fifteen <laughs> miles. I've accidentally run fifteen miles, lads. Um, to Windsor. I did ten miles this morning actually, just to clear. Oh, so it wasn't gee, a crack. Look at that. Like, ten miles this morning. I did. I was saying to him, I did two, and I feel over the moon. Gotta get back on the. Gotta get back. Um, season. Right, so yeah. you you'd also prioritise the Europa League, though. Yeah, I think? I I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so here's a question that post. got chucked to me the other day for you. If uh, if Spurs won the Europa League, would that be the most successful um, league campaign or season, let's say, since since the Premier League started for Tottenham? No, it's still the it's still getting to the, second one, yeah. the Champions League final. Mm. It's like because just that's absolutely nuts. Like I, I just keep thinking about it. Like we and until Pochettino came, we'd only been in the Champions League once. Mm. We'd been in the European Cup once before that in nineteen sixty one sixty two. To have got to the final, to have done that like the season as well, like the kind of strain on that season with the no summer signings or winter signings for that matter. With the stadium move kept getting pushed back and back and back, and you could kind of see this frustration coming from Pochettino, from some of the players. The players were so tired after World, that World Cup; hmm. it was just absolute miracle. Everything that happened, like of all the, I think I wrote this before, like of all the things that could happen in the history of this earth, the the gases that need to have formed in the billions of years, of the things that need to have happened to so that the human body can function properly and not just kind of split open all their veins and arteries. <laughs> That was all more likely than us getting to the Champions League final. So, so that will always be the one until we win the Champions League or the Premier League. Okay. There you go. That's pretty um, definitive. I don't That's just my if, opinion, if, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, if Spurs win the Europa League this season, I don't think it's going to paper over those cracks enough from what we've seen in the first 
half or two thirds or whatever we've seen of this season. It won't be like going into next season. We'll have Champions League football, but it won't be like everything's rosy. <clears throat> we won't be like we're well set to go and, <laughs> and like become a better team because we've, yeah. we've already seen the weaknesses that are in Tottenham's team at the moment and how they just come to bite them every week. So um, I take the season we finish second or the Champions League final over that. I think. Yeah. Yeah, Sean. I, so, I know. As well. I know. I sent a video to our WhatsApp this week that you quite enjoyed of the the Onana time wasting video that I I'd never <laughs> yeah, seen yeah. that I'd never seen that angle before <laughs> from the Champions League no. semi final. Um, yeah, but he really does take the piss, Onana, doesn't he? He was doing it in the first leg as well. I mm. remember everyone on the South Stand getting really annoyed that he was doing it then. So and he just kept doing it right up and right up to the end. And mm. I remember on the final goal kick that he had, he slips as well. Yeah, he does. And I do. I do, I wonder yeah. if he thinks if I kicked that the the way I wanted to be kicked and didn't slip, if the ball drops differently and we get to that final. The butterfly effect, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so good, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I I still get like that. Even I'd never seen that angle before, and I do you know I put it in the description of the podcast for anyone who wants to to go and see it. Um, but that angle when you know what's coming it still feels so amazing seeing the ball sort of come back and Onana's picking up balls he's throwing them away he picks up another ball throws it away ref only books him after like 91 minutes which is incredible um but yeah it's just a a special special moment and he's been banned for 10 billion years now (laughs) double karma on that one (laughs) enjoy time wasting on your own mate um right okay so (laughs) Let's go on to the let's go on to the bad, because um, there were a couple of a couple of bad things from last night. It's a good win. We don't want to we don't want to dwell too much on the on the negatives, but um, I think I'm, I'm sure I wasn't alone when I saw the team sheet and I saw Davis had replaced Regulon. I I instantly thought we lose a lot there. Uh, I don't know if you feel the same, Sean. Yeah, for sure. Like it's a little bit like when we had Walker and Rose, and then we had to. In the midweek, it would drop down to Trippier and Davis. Mm. Except now Davis is much slower somehow. Like, <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't particularly quick before, but there was a period where he was at least... He wouldn't get outpaced by the vitality dog that walks around on the advertising board. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was... It was really kind of... You, it kind of set your expectations back a bit. Because if, if it was Orion Regulon and we had like a week off or something, I think then you're expecting more of weapon against Burnley but then you do see this time the importance of having that kind of width of having that pace to be able to get up and down the pitch and I think I kind of think it was good in kind of measuring those expectations because I know Jude you said about the owl we had of Basque and basking in that basking in the Basque <laughs> um, but yeah it was, it's really one of those yeah <laughs> I don't know I, I'm annoyed that we got to a point with the squad where if you just see some certain names in the team, you're just kind of like, oh, okay, well, I don't, I don't want to, I don't really want to think about that. Mm. But I guess it might be that we were spoiled for a few years, so maybe. It's I think we were. Players. I think when when you have a defense as good as Rose Walker, Alderweireld, Vertonghen, you don't even think about it, do you? You just know mm. they're the best yeah. players, and that's it. And it will, you know, it's only you know. I saw someone say you don't notice the good moments until the good moments are over, but that was very much one of the best defenses. Not not just in the Premier League, in world football, you know, two of the best centre backs who play with each other week and then little did we know two of the best full backs and like Carl Walker would go on and win 
win it all. <laughs> it's, re- it's really ruined like my perception of how centre backs and full backs should be. Like mm. on Football Manager or FIFA, or whatever. Like my centre backs have to be the same nationality, <laughs> or, at speak, or at least have like, the same mother tongue. And then I just ideally would want my full backs to like be from the same place. Like, and I get I get annoyed that now. Like, mm. I just don't have that same kind of feeling where it's like. Oh, I will. I think we'll get on to them. Like Alvaro and Sanchez were, they were good, but mm. yeah, but one's Belgian and one's Colombian. It's not the same. Both right-footed as well. <laughs> yeah, That's both the, right-footed. Like yeah. that was the thing. It was just so perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right back English, right-footed centre back, right-footed Belgian, left yeah. back um, English, left left centre ah, left-footed centre back. Yeah, Belgian, just it was just so perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. No, Davis not didn't have a, a particularly brilliant game. But I thought I was quite impressed with was it Ita who was down that wing. I thought he, I thought the, the Fulham right back had a really good game, um, and sort of gave Son and him a, a fairly good run around at times. Um, I think we need to talk about post half time again, Jude. What happened? Why why do we come out after half time and and look all over the place, or at least allow ourselves to sort of be on the back foot again? Um, it's it's an odd one, isn't it? I I sort of find myself falling into the thought that um, maybe it's as opposed to he's saying Mourinho saying drop deep, drop deep. Maybe he's he's just not being clear enough with what he wants from the team. Hmm. And he's not pointing out that you know you need to you need to press higher. Um, and from um, like Sean said earlier, from about minute forty five to seventy, um, it was a really grim watch, and it was like, oh hey. I've seen this one before. I know how it ends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even need to watch. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to take this and come back to it later. Mm. I might skip to the uh, to the bit where it happened. Mm. Um, man, I just... Um, yeah, I, I was just lost for words about how they just continue to drop deep and drop deep. And, you know, thankfully they got some pressing going towards the end with those subs. Mm. Um but it's just gr- it's just gross to watch it again and again. So do you can think? My- it- go- Sorry, go on, Sean. Can I put my tinfoil hat on for a second? Yeah, of course you can. So <laughs> I'm always I'm like a big believer. Well, not believer, but I I think about these things where it's like if you do or don't do this, like not quite superstitious, but mm. I, I'm interested to see that the patterns if someone would like note them all down. So when I went to Spurs Burnley last week, I noticed that coming out for the second half. Um, one of our fitness coaches made the players do a, a little warm up again before going to take the positions. Mm-hmm. And some of the players weren't actually like they weren't trying hard enough. Like he made them all do it again. Yeah. And I'm wondering if there's some kind of correlation between teams who do those kind of cause not everyone does it like do those like yeah, yeah. warm ups again to come out for the second half and what their performance is in the second half. I don't think there's anything like major in it, but. It'd be interesting now, now to look think, at. Now I, think it's, now I think it's more of a mental thing again. Like it doubles mm. down the mental aspect that the players come out and they just can't be bothered to do it. It's it's weird, isn't it? Because I saw a journalist who was at the game, I can't remember who it was, basically say, I'd be more convinced with Mourinho's claims that he asked them to play higher after half-time if he wasn't sat down not telling them to be higher. And apparently after the oh. half-time yesterday, uh, he was just sat and he was watching the game sort of happen. And obviously Fulham, Fulham were pushing, Spurs were really struggling, but weren't particularly trying to push out when the ball went up there was no sort of massive rush to get out from the from the defensive line um and really Miriam is usually very vocal on the touchdown as well exactly like, so that's that, one of the things you do notice with no fans there but then the substitutes happen and he asks he asks them to push much higher again which was almost like 
a bit of game a bit of game management that we haven't seen before right i mean that that sort of uh almost lull them in with the we're gonna sit deep and then push up and then fulham really struggled when spurs pushed up didn't they dude yeah um we had we had some some delicious moments from eric lamella which i think we'll we'll get to later um (laughs) um, and yeah a lot more space sort of appeared and we looked a lot more threatening on the counter and Hmm. on another another day um we have a few chances which maybe harry kane takes or uh it's a good it's a good question do we put harry kane's missed chances in the bad (laughs) do we put them in the bad (laughs) it's two chances you put your house on him scoring usually isn't it yeah, I'm not a, like I'm not one that thinks that headers are like clear cut, but mm. oh my god, he had so much time and space, and he usually winds himself up well to really bury those headers well, like right in the side of the net, mm. and it was just so flat. I just couldn't. I think I, Ariola deserves around. a bit of credit there, doesn't he? He's completely read where he's going to put it. I think well, I Harry like, sort of posted he, it. <laughs> he was really impressive on the second one because he actually kind of raises his knee a little bit so that his body is slightly bigger mm. as he comes out to slide into him. Yeah. And he's a good goalkeeper clearly very yeah, good yeah, he, had, he had a very good game against us in in the leg at, um, at White Hart Lane as well but he made a couple of brilliant saves um, okay let's let's move on to the ugly then um, because there were a couple of bits that we want to talk about um, let's start with Matt Dotti um, I know I've sort of raised on this podcast before that I, I was slightly concerned that I wasn't sure um, if if Dofty was the the right choice, um, I'd, I'd sort of argued that if we get two seasons from him, uh, the, the the amount we've played is is non-essential. But his performances are not improving at all, and in in a back four, which is sort of that's the standard now for Spurs, the back five only occurs every now and then, and when it does, it tends to be Aurier who plays as the right wing back. Um, he just he just doesn't look like he can play there, and I I sort of wonder if Wolves have got one over on us. Having read that Jorge Mendes got a, a bit of a payout, apparently, yeah. So, what 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 do you reckon, Sean? I know that we're no worse if we had a homegrown talent like Carl Walker Peters in his place instead. Well, yeah, that's the killer one, isn't it? That's one. Yeah, that's where it really yeah, hurts. Kind of I know that it help, It might have helped get us Hoybio, but mm. I just think let's have Hampton go and buy Doherty if they really want him. But it, it seemed like his signing, like we said, made sense if he's going to play in a five at the back where he can just kind of push on and sneak in on the back of the defence. Or if we just continue to play the high right back system, which wasn't very successful anyway. So Yeah, do you know what was, it was weird? It was just a weird piece of business. Yeah, the thing that sort of red flags for me, right? Having only watched Wolves a handful of times last season, I mean, Wolves played a million games last season, right? They played like 56 games or something ridiculous mm, with, yeah. because of the Europa League. And I, I watched a fair amount of Wolves, but, you know, in that system, Matt Dotti, you don't see him in a fall very often for Wolves. But when he left, a lot of Wolves fans were like, yeah, it's a decent amount of money we got for him. It's a, you know, I think his time's come to move on. Some were annoyed, but there was, a, there was an overriding sense that people felt. That that you know maybe it was time to find a new right back. I found that bizarre, having having not watched him every game. I was like, God, how could they be so calm about losing him, having watched him now? He's, 20. Also, he's, also, he's just turned twenty nine, hasn't he? As well, yeah. So we've got a player like just as he's about to start declining as well. Mm. So not not great there. I do kind of feel sorry for him in that sense that you know he wasn't he can only do 
what he does. Like he can only try hard. If he tries hard, then that's all I can really ask of him. And I think he uh, that's the very least. He just doesn't have the quality. He was playing a system that suited his strengths. And it's tough for him that he's come to a big club and there's, a more, there's more kind of scrutiny on him. There's, he's getting a lot of... Like, this might be the first time in his life that he's had anywhere near this much attention to how he plays, especially if he plays bad. So I feel bad for him in that sense. Like, yeah, It's not his fault. No, absolutely not. Yeah, You're spot on as well. You can see how hard he's trying. Yeah. Again, we've said it before on here, when players try that extra bit harder, it tends to actually go the other way for them, where they they overthink touches, they overthink passes, you know, everything becomes, you know, when they're playing their natural game, they perform because they're so drilled into their brain. As soon as they start overthinking things, things start going wrong for them. Uh, Jude, what, what are you the same sort of thinking that maybe this just isn't going to work out for old Matt? Yeah. Yeah, I think well we've we've touched on what his strengths are before as well and getting further up the pitch and arriving late in the box. Um but I like as as a wonder one defender, I think it was it was Anthony Robinson, wasn't it, on, on Fulham's left, who just seemed to have a lot of space each time he got the ball and he was just knocking the ball um, you know, to dirty side and going past him um a little too easily. And I know Matt Matt Doherty had Gareth Bale, who actually links up quite well with, but mm. maybe isn't the greatest um, defensive contributor. Mm. Maybe is the right word. Although he did, he does track back a little bit. But um, he, yeah, he was just a bit civ-like, and then the drop off when Serge Aurier doesn't play, and like the jury's still out for a lot of Spurs fans about Serge Aurier. But <laughs> his physicality is like Doherty can't really get anywhere near it, mm. um, even if he ha- does have these brain fades every now and again um, it's just yeah, it's tough now it's do, hard to watch do we think his performance may have been affected by the fact that he had a cameraman floating over his head for 90 minutes of the game <laughs> for 45 minutes of the game or at least that's what the angle looked like what 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 was that about <laughs> I had a migraine by the end of it <laughs> yeah it made me feel really really queasy <laughs> It was honestly like someone was just like standing on top of them, and then every time the ball went, it came over camera side. He was just like looking straight down on them. It was bizarre. Someone, should, someone should tell the players stop playing over to that side. Only play excuse me on the far side of where the camera is. I, I mean, it, it feels crazy that a Premier League club haven't haven't thought about maybe this isn't the best, or at least Sky or whoever BT haven't thought this is maybe not the I, best place for this. Now that now that you mentioned that, I made me remember. You know the penalty claim that we had where Kane like went mm. down the challenge from Anderson yeah and I don't know because they don't always show on the TV what the view the VAR gets yeah but if the if the, if the views that we got were the best views that the VAR were getting for that decision that wasn't clear like a lot of the Spurs fans I saw were saying that's a clear pen he's come through the back of him a lot of the rival fans were saying that's a clear dive Kane should yeah. be booked like yeah I couldn't really tell myself it was really difficult to tell <laughs> what the hell had gone on? I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. It's just like, how has this been allowed to happen at a Premier League ground? I think your your tweet was spot on, um, Sean. What was it? It was like that's both the most penalty I've ever seen and the least penalty I've ever seen yeah. all in one movement. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're spot on. I was thinking the exact same thing. It just says if these are the best angles, then no one can tell what's what actually happened there because you haven't got the angle where you can where they're side on where you can see what where the where the actual um if there was any collision if he actually touched the back of his leg 
from behind, it mm. looks like he either A, stepped on the back of his leg and it's a penalty, or B, didn't step on the back of his leg and it's not a penalty, but it's impossible to tell because we're, even with the camera angle we're at, we're 30 odd metres away. Um, so, yeah, that's a, an angle we won't have to see again this season if we don't want to. So, <laughs> yeah, we're a skip Fulham game. Yeah. Oh, well, don't, don't mind going down to the stadium because it's a lovely old time down yeah, at Fulham, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, just not. Just not on the telly. Um, although they do play some nice football. Let's say that. Let's give them that. Well, well coached team. Scott Parker. Really well coached team. Promising yeah, manager. Well drilled. Right. Okay. Let's come on to the, the, the. Speaking of Fulham and their good time, let's come on to the the incident that sort of killed their um, momentum. We're going to put this in the ugly as well. The disallowed goal. Um, because not, although the decision is obviously sketchy at best. Um, the defending... Well, incor- incorrect as of today. Yes, incorrect as of today. <laughs> the defending that also led up to it was one that was just panic, basically. It was it was three or four or five panicky movements towards the ball. And uh, I, I just wasn't... I wasn't particularly impressed with with how we conceded. I don't know how you were feeling, Jude. Uh, pretty much the same. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was not impressed by that phase of play, mm. and I did not spot any sort of infringement at any point. No, nope. um, lawmakers seem to be quite reactionary these days. <laughs> Apparently, they can just change stuff the day after <laughs> if they've absolutely balls the one up. It was uh, <laughs> God, there's <laughs> it was a... ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was just a horror show to watch, um, and it was like yeah. one of the few moments where they were like evidently panicky. Mm-hmm. I think they did okay uh, aside from that um yeah it's just like calm down it, it <laughs> did again, again, it, yeah again, again this is a consequence of you invite the pressure then eventually you're going to crumble you know i've yeah. got on my desk i've got i've got laptop monitor microphone lamp if i came and put uh, my mom's fiat 500 on the desk it would collapse wouldn't it <laughs> if you that would be if you throw if you throw a fiat 500 at a back four of doherty alderville sanchez and davis Eventually, it's going to concede a goal. <laughs> this is a, the craziest simile I think I've ever seen. Just like, we, and tell me I'm wrong. Are we aiming for some Fiat sponsorship? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to clip yes, that I up, like Sean. A Fiat 500. <laughs> um, uh, I get what you're saying, and that it was a bad moment in a good defensive performance. But if that is, if that isn't chalked off, as it arguably shouldn't be, we're sat here saying the same thing, aren't we? one moment of defensive madness and they've equalized and it's just it's it's just that little reminder that although the performances have definitely improved in the last week uh it's still totally it's it's there oh it's there it can happen um right let's come let's let's leave the ugly because it was a win and it was a nice win at that um the beautiful uh Sean, shall I just let you Wax lyrical about Lamella's ball roll. I reckon you could write like a 5,000 word athletic piece on just that moment. The thing is, I actually got a few messages and people at me on Twitter like almost as soon as it happened. <laughs> but I was actually just kind of in my seat just watching it unfold and I wasn't really moved by it. Like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, this, you know, that's what I tuned in for. I'm not, I don't need to get out of my seat for this. This doesn't to... define me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was, it was nice. Like, is about. Hmm. And I guess 
like we said, like the substitutions were good. They helped come on and they helped kill the game. Mm. And credit to Mourinho for that because a lot of the times I don't think he's got it right. If anything, it works against us when he's made these kind of late subs. Yeah. Um, but he got it right. And Lamella came on, and it's nice again to kind of have this reassurance that Lamella and Lucas, there are still useful aspects to them. They're still got a use in this squad, particularly for this season. Like we can get to the we can get to the finish line. We can still, I don't think we're going to get top four, like I said, but I think we're still in the hunt for it. Hmm. We could win the Europa League. Yeah. We could pull something out of our ass in the League Cup final, but I'm not. Not betting on it. Just uh, just it, defeat it, it, City's it, it, fifty game winning streak. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> um, it's nice to be able to rely on the squad again because it comes back to what everyone was saying up when the transfer window shut in the summer. Like the, we've got a good squad and we, we're going to need everyone to step up to help pull their weight. And you know, yesterday, like we said, Basque weren't really firing at it, hmm. but we could lean on the squad. We could lean on the defense, and it was a good kind of team victory. It was more about everything else and it was nice to I think there'll be a confidence booster as well for those other guys who don't make the headlines yeah I think I think people have to be really careful uh, around narratives and Tottenham at the moment because as we discussed previously Mourinho is the best in the world at creating and and making sure that he's in charge of the narrative mm. Tottenham aren't a bad team they don't they have a good squad um, they can be managed so when he says players are unmanageable, and then he picks them over and over, it does. It. You you do you have to question the manager, and that's fair. That's fair. We're allowed to sort of question the decisions he makes when he gets it right, like he did yesterday, and the, and the last couple of games. He also deserves credit. You know, bringing Alderweireld, a fresh Alderweireld back into the squad, managing the game yesterday. That has really that's really helped us. And you know, we spoke about it. Sanchez is going to thrive off confidence. Well, he's just had you know couple of clean sheets that'll do a lot for your confidence so Mourinho deserves credit for that but at the same time he's not away from criticism um when he when he gets it wrong um move to sort of go on from that Jude Sanchez and Alderweireld yesterday looked like a good centre-back pair basically yeah yeah they did um I I whenever I watch Alderweireld I want to see those pings like raking 50 yarders um and i don't think we got too many of them but it's just so much nicer if it's if it's just a bit it's a bit calmer and you haven't got any screaming at the back and you know i don't want to like slag off eric dyer but he hasn't played in the last few games and it has just seemed a lot more like smooth and less choppy at the back and they're just just nice and calm and Nothing too erratic at the moment, like the, the disallowed goal aside. Um, and yeah, Alderweireld coming in as this sort of elder statesman who know, evidently knows what he's doing a bit more than a few of the other lads and just like, just guiding them through the games is is, uh, is 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 a lot nicer than, I don't know, arms flailing in the last minute against Newcastle and the <laughs> being given away and stuff like that. <laughs> do, you, do you think Dyer's dropped now for the foreseeable? I think there's every chance he can come back in on Sunday, seeing mm. as Ardavaro and <laughs> Wilfred Zaha's fit. Oh God! <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> yeah. Well, that would, would that you would out of out of the defensive options that we have? Obviously, I know that they have to sort of they have to manage Toby's legs because he has picked up a couple of injuries the last couple of seasons, and he's getting he's getting on now, you know, and he's clearly our most important uh, centre back, at least definitely. Um, who would you bring in? On Sunday, if you had to replace Toby Alderweireld, 
I want to see Joe Rogan again. I feel like I haven't seen him in ages. Mm. Like, M- Mourinho he, spoke he, on he's him. Done, he's done he? the least wrong this season. Like, mm. Give him more of a chance. And I think what yesterday, watching Fulham centre-backs, um, Joachim Anderson and Tosin Adoroboyo, mm. latter of which was actually in the championship last as well, it proved that if you're coached properly, you can make yourself look decent. I think that went for all of the Fulham players. Like, I think they were getting a really good account of themselves. Mm. And I just think... There's potential for anyone in our squad to come in and look good. Remember back in December when our fans were saying, like, bloody Virgil van Dijk and whatever. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily believe that he's anything more than... I think at his best he's a okay stroke good defender. I don't think he's much more than that. I don't think he'd really suit to playing in the defence at all. Mm. But you can get good performances out of him. You can get good performances out of anyone in this squad. It's just about finding that tune. Did you see the comments that Mourinho made on Roden this week? He said that he uh, said yeah. he has to do nothing. He works very hard. Good professional. He has to do nothing. And that that sounded a bit ominous in a way. <laughs> he said, "There's nothing. He's perfect. Works very hard. Young guy. Wants to learn. Very enthusiastic. He played already matches that represent a lot. He played important matches against some of the best teams. He just have to wait for his opportunities. And you do wonder whether, obviously, he's probably not going to play in the Europa League now. He can't. He's yeah. He, yeah, exactly. He can't. Um. Uh. So it really comes down to the league and he." I thought we'd see see more of him by now. I have to say, personally, I'd hope I'd hope to see more of him. Um, but maybe we just have to be more patient. I'd love to see Jaffet Tanganga to come come in and get a bit more time. To be honest with you, I think he looks like a real quality player. Um, but I just wonder. I don't know if Tanganga Sanchez is too much, too much sort of of the same thing, same sort of player. I, I think I'd I think I want to see more of Tanganga at right back instead of Doherty. Yeah, because against City, I thought he was good there. Yeah, I think Mourinho said he's been on record saying he sees Tanganga more of a as a fullback, mm. and I think he's got this kind of style to him where he's got the physical attributes and he's quick, and he's just like he's not really rash with that either. Like um, Sanchez can be quite aggressive on the front foot. Tanganga's more kind of he'll hold off a bit, and yeah, yeah. And I think that makes it so that he can probably play anywhere across the back line. And I don't, I wouldn't be surprised in a big game in the future he'll play Tanganga at left back like he played Galas at left back with Chelsea before and just say. You make sure that guy can't come inside. You just kind of lock him down. Yeah. So I think again, there's there's a place for Tanganga in the squad. There's a place, and he's got real quality and potential. So I can't wait for the 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 um league cup final squad is going to be outrageously funny, isn't it? It's going to be <laughs> it's going to be like Who's something you've never seen. Yeah. Well, exactly. Tang- Pet playing Tang- no centre backs and and Jose yeah. playing seven. <laughs> Tanganga might be the guy who's told to lock down De Bruyne in central midfield. Yeah, true. Like, do yeah. a Pepe job. Yeah, like when, when we, like you know, we played Mourinho in the League Cup final in 2015, and he like we yeah, just yeah. beat Chelsea five three the month before, and he was just like, "I'm not letting that happen. I'm gonna play Kurt Zuma in midfield." Yeah, yeah. 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 And they beat us two 0 yeah. Well, um, anything else for the beautiful? Did anyone want to have a word for Hugo Lloris? Another clean sheet for him as well. Yeah, good. Yeah, that was nice, wasn't it? A couple really of nice lovely saves saves. from that. I mean, it's no surprise, right? That the the, the order has come in and everyone looks much calmer, including Lloris. I think it's, it's. I've always argued you can't mess with the two centre backs and the goalkeeper too much, and and I don't think 
you know the the best winning teams in the world have two really set fullbacks and a keeper behind them who who knows what they're all going to do and he, I wouldn't touch those personally but Spurs still trying to find the best the best options obviously still still sort of tweaking um let's just let's just look forward to to Sunday um Sean what are you expecting from Palace they haven't they haven't been brilliant recently no, I've seen a lot of fan unrest that they think Roy Hodgson's time's up because he's just he's just kind of retreating with the squad that he has, and they have some kind of abhorrent without Zaha. Like I think it's it's some ludicrous run where it's like it's like twenty five games or something when Zaha's not been in the side and they've not won. Mm. But he'll be back, and hopefully he'll just be a bit rusty, so it'll be easier to kind of lock him down. Um, I'm expecting us to have a lot of the ball. I'm I'm expecting it to be more like. Burnley than Fulham I'm hoping it'll be that way even if I'm expecting Dyer to come back in because of rotation like I'm expecting a few more players I'm like Doherty and Davis might go again just because the two games next week are a bit bigger yeah but we should we just we just should have enough to beat Palace I think that is just the point we should have enough of the ball we should have enough invention and quality where we shouldn't be needing to think about this one too much obviously that means that we're going to lose 1-0 or something <laughs> Who tells you what, what what are your expectations for Sunday? Um, I think maybe we'll probably see Deli Ali drop out of the starting eleven. Mm. Um, Lucas will probably come back in. Yeah, just hopefully they uh they start nice and sharply and get at Palace, who have got about a billion injuries from what I see. I think <laughs> Choku Kiati is still playing at centre back because yeah. they've got no one else there. Um. But like they've they've got some dangerous players. If if Zaha's fit and starts, and if uh, Etze is on is on the left, and um, he like Doherty does start, and it's those two going against each other, that's a bit ominous. It was um, um I it, I think Aurier is fit for the weekend, isn't he? But I saw yeah. I mean this was a game earlier this year where we were one 0 up and and creating chances, and then we just completely in the second half we dropped off massively and. And Palace really grabbed the game by with both hands, and it looked like they were going to score constantly. So I'm hoping to see Spurs take that take that slightly more attacking um, verve into this game. Um, would so would you drop Deli Ali, Sean, or would you keep him in? Were you impressed with him against against Fulham? Uh, I'm not sure. I all I want to know is. I want our strongest team to face Arsenal next weekend. Yes. And no ma- and so as long as our strongest team faces Arsenal, I've got no kind of calms with how Mourinho rotates the squad. If that be like I'm not gonna get too outraged about something. Mm. Um as long as the Arsenal team is good. Like you know, if he wants if he wants to bring out Bayon Delhi because they played a bit more recently against Palace, and he wants to put in Lucas and Lamella who've been quite good recently, then you know, fair enough. If he wants to give Vinicius a run and which he hasn't really got this season, then you know what? Fair enough. Like, mm. I, I've, I'm trying to be fair yeah. because I do, under, I do because he's Mourinho's been making the point a lot recently. Like, there's so many games this month and an international break. Yeah, which is completely stupid. Absolutely insane. So, so I, I just, I, I'm, I'm not gonna fret too much over how he selects his team. I heard a stat saying Spurs have played the most games in the Premier League as well this season because of the Europa League. As obviously not in the Premier League, but overall Spurs have played the most games. Yeah. So yeah, no, look, squad rotation absolutely key. We understand, we understand that. Um, I think it's just about finding that balance, isn't it? Not trying to give too much away. A huge week coming up for Tottenham. 
can close the gap with our game in hand. Then we've got the Europa League clash at home. Then Arsenal. Um, we'll be back on Monday, um, where we will have obviously battered Crystal Palace. Um, so, <laughs> um, if you haven't already, give give the show a, a five star rating and make sure to get involved with us on Twitter. Um, big thank you to Jude and Sean, and I'm sure Ben and Dan will be back on Monday, and we can uh, get back to normal. What a feeling, what a night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.